Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Diva. Hello, my name is Roxy. I'm the editor of Diva magazine. And in this Diva Dialogues for Pod Diva, I chat with the, quite frankly, fabulous Victoria Scone. Star of season three of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Victoria Scone made her story as the first cisgender female queen on any drag race franchise in the world. Not only that, she's also a lesbian. In this very juicy and delicious conversation, we talk about what it's really like being a cisgender female drag queen. Victoria shares her body image journey. We discuss the power of lesbian visibility and she shares the gorgeous story of how she fell in love with her girlfriend, Danny. I hope you enjoy the interview and then go and grab a copy of the November issue of Diva for another tasty slice of drag legend, Victoria Scone. Victoria, I have to ask you a very, very serious journalistic question now. Victoria Scone, jam first or cream first? I knew it was going to be that. (laughs) Well, I have an answer for you, dear. Jam or cream first? I always cream first. I'm a selfish lover. (laughs) Perfect. That's everything I want to hear. I think absolutely. I mean, I cream first too. Let's just, (laughs) let's celebrate that. (laughs) I think Dawn French and the Queen, the the Royal Highness Queen, not you, your Royal Drag Highness, uh, they both say jam first, but they're missing a trick because creaming first is, is, you know, lots of fun. Tell me about it. Victoria, thank you so much. Thank you so much for chatting to Diva. I have to come out as a drag race super fan. And when I found out that we were going to have an actual lesbian on RuPaul's (laughs) Drag Race, my levels of excitement were off the scale. Just Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Let's go, lesbians. Let's go. 
Let's go. Let's do it. Absolutely. Um, So first of all, Victoria, I would love it if you could share with me your drag queen origin story. How did you get into this? Well, realistically, I think I've been a drag queen since the day I was born. (laughs) Um, I think I always have been. But no, I was introduced to it. So my first real experience with drag queens would have been like the British pantomimes so I used to be in can you tell <laughs> pantomime dame now um yeah I was in pantomimes when I was a lot younger um I think we used to call it like the babes when they bring like the little kids on to dance and stuff so from the offset I was surrounded by drag um and I've just always loved it I've, I've supported like local drag when I used to live in London um and I was in theatre when I was training in in the arts um but then I was also did pageants as as a cis woman, so I did plus size pageants and I I won, so I was Miss British Beauty Curve, twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, and then I found drag uh, by entering competitions. Um, but why I wanted to do it, I think really it, it sort of amalgamated all the things that I love doing in life in general. So I like creating things. So I made this headpiece I like making artsy things I love makeup I love singing so I'm a singer I love performing I like being a bit naughty a bit crude so really drag sort of yeah amalgamates is that the right word culminates you know what I'm trying to say (laughs) shoves it all together and makes it tasty and gorgeous exactly amazing oh my goodness so do you remember the first time that you got up as a drag queen on stage Yes, I do. It was in a competition. It was in a competition called Drag Idol, um, which is sort of all around the country and all these different venues participate. And it ends in a big competition at the end. Um, and that first time it was at the Two Brewers in Clapham. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been, um, but Tia Coffey was there. And oh. from that day onwards, she adopted me. So this was well before, well pre-drag race. So Tia Coffey is technically my drag mother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's assisted me all along the way. <laughs> yeah I do remember and, and like from the offset I, I was I sung straight away uh, on my first time and I didn't really talk at all I think I was too nervous to sort of chat and have any patter so that was definitely something I needed to improve on but I had like a costume reveal mid-song I was singing musical theatre hits um but from that first time I was told straight away you know this isn't the competition for you that very first time but obviously I didn't let it stop me um I was told that you know I, I'm maybe a drag competition wasn't for me and that I'm more of a cabaret performer showed them didn't I well did show them and some my goodness I did give up I I entered in another venue uh, well about three other venues and then I ended up getting to the final of Drag Idol that year I did not give up I kept I took their advice I improved on myself and I got to the final that's amazing and how long ago was that then your first first gig so that was early 2018 so not that long ago <laughs> so you're quite new at it really My I say that yeah that was the first time so I, I performed in drag that was the first time but I'd be I'd been playing around in drag going out doing makeup but that was like my first time really calling myself a drag queen I'm performing to you now that was yeah that was the first time I need to ask you as well about what's it like as um, an AFAB queen, as an assigned female at birth queen, navigating UK drag scene? Like, what's that like? What kind of reception do you get? I think it's hard for anyone at all to start in drag straight away. Um, 
to build yourself up to be able to get gigs even to practice your craft and your art but I think it is probably especially more difficult for cis women or for drag kings or for drag things people that don't fit into the mold of traditional cis man in a dress um it's hard for people to take a chance on you because that's effectively what they're doing it's it's a it's a queer venue that's taking a chance to book you and give you money or give you an opportunity that their customers aren't going to walk out the door because <laughs> it is every time it's I understand it and I, I appreciate it but it's there needs to be more opportunities and more competitions this is why I love competitions because the venue you know people know they're going to a competition the venue isn't really risking anything you get to show how good you are and also practice and get a bit of a name for yourself especially if you win or get to the final you know it's amazing um but yeah it, it has been very tricky but sometimes gigs would cancel on me if they found out that I was a cis woman, mainly corporate gigs. So not sort of queer, queer events as such. Yeah. And people will just outright say to you, I've had it in my career. You're not a drag queen. You'll never be one of us. And things like that. Even when I, I won an award in Cardiff, when I pretty much when I first got here, within a few months, I'd won uh, Cardiff's favourite alternative drag queen. But I was only considered alternative because I have a vagina. Um my style of drag is very traditional I'll stand up stage on stage for you know an hour or two and sing the same old songs that they're singing I will survive bit of Barbara Streisand but yeah apparently I was alternative scary vagina (laughs) terrifying the terrifying power of the vulva like how do you feel when you're wearing all your gorgeous glamorous drag how does that make you feel it is definitely a transformation because out of drag I don't wear makeup ever at all like point blank period never wear makeup not I wouldn't have worn it to work never I wouldn't say you know I'm butch well I don't know what is butch define butch but you know I don't wear makeup I wear you know t-shirts and jeans and I don't I definitely don't wear things like this let's just say that so when I'm in drag it's it's such a transformation and it's it's like I really get to explore my feminine side but that's why I like drag because I get to explore my feminine side in drag and then I can explore my masculine side out of drag and I can sort of play within the genders because I don't really like to fit into one sort of thing I like to dabble in a bit of everything you know I have seen you out of drag I've been stalking you on social media like an absolute lesbian creep I've seen you've got a lovely lovely girlfriend saw you for international lesbian day having a gorgeous time picking her up being fabulous question for you how does your lovely girlfriend feel about you flirting with Oti Mabusi on national television (laughs) she I think she loves it she's She's egging me on, you know, she's, we're very secure with each other. We love each other lots and she understands having a little flirt comes with a kick, you know. How how wonderful is it though to see a woman flirting with another woman on TV? We never get to see that. I thought it was a beautiful thing. And Oti is and beautiful. I, I'm ashamed that I use the word fit, you know, because that's so degrading, but be- beautiful would be more an appropriate word, but Oti Mabuse. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Oti Mabuse, she's absolutely gorgeous, isn't she? But I mean, it's such a Oti. I, I met Lucy Spraggan the other day at the uh, Attitude Awards and <laughs> oh, she's giving you the feelings too. She's giving you the jam and cream feelings. My goodness. Spill the tea. I like my Victoria scone with loads and loads of tea. You just tell me, sweetheart. Tell me all the lesbians you've been flirting with. I love it. Far too many to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And then I saw on Twitter after the show that you did a campaign to get Oti to follow you. And then she was like, I follow you anyway. You're just (laughs) 
<laughs> did you uh, did you slide into Oti's DMs? I think so. I think I probably yes. <laughs> you just slid into that many celebrity DMs that you've lost track. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> they're sliding into mine. <laughs> I bet they are. I blooming bet they are. Oh my goodness. So that photograph, that photograph. Let's come back to that gorgeous photo of you picking up your girlfriend for International Lesbian Day, being gorgeous international lesbian superstars. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about being a visible lesbian on such a big platform as RuPaul's Drag Race? I absolutely love it. Um, I'd I'd love it even if everyone else didn't love it so much, but the, the need and the thirst that I've heard from other lesbians for the representation is it's just doubly affirming to me that we need more visible lesbians on telly on the mainstream uh, in the media it's there's not enough I mean I love the lesbians that we have but you know you can never have enough lesbians more lesbians please (laughs) (laughs) I second that a second helping of lesbians please that would be lovely absolutely but or even Celesbians now, we're, we're calling ourselves. Celebrity lesbians. <laughs> lesbians, yes, very, very good. Well, I just think it's fabulous. I just love, love, love seeing you on there. And not only were you on there, like that was enough to give me a thrill. You were on there and you were absolutely bloody brilliant. You were mm. such a showstopper, darling. I was so heartbroken when you left. Me and my girlfriend cried out in physical agony when you left, as I'm sure you did, you poor thing. So let's, well, let's get to that in a moment. Let's talk about Drag Race. So how did you get to be on the world stage of RuPaul's Drag Race? Well, I saw the, uh, that they were taking applications again, um, sort of late last year, late 2020. And um, I I hadn't applied as of yet. And and I thought to myself, how can I uh, continue to moan that Drag Race doesn't have any cis women on the show? Or how can I pass judgment on that if I'm not even applying myself? You know, who am I to moan if I'm not even putting myself up for auction? So I applied and I I put a lot of work in. Obviously, I I did not think that um, I'd be sat here now in front of you, lovely. I did not think that we would get there but here we are. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then, like, how would you sum up the experience overall? Like, give us a little give us a little synopsis. I would use the word big, which might seem very basic, but in every sense of the word. So I'm big. I took up a lot of space, which we need and is fabulous. Um, you know, I may have been the only cis woman in there, but boy, did I take up that airtime and every opportunity I could get to make Rue laugh and everyone else laugh. I was called big, <laughs> which I'm very proud of. And I like being big. It wasn't a lie. I am. I was the biggest there and I loved it. Um, it was big steps for drag and for cis women in drag. So yeah, it was a big, big deal. Big history making. Big. Well, you're right. You you took up that space and you every moment you were on screen, you f- you just ooze talent. You've just got it. Like you're hilarious. You're gorgeous. You're just, you were just absolutely glorious, my darling. You did us so proud. You did us so blooming proud. I felt like I let everyone down with the, with the injury. No, sweetheart. No, not at all. You didn't at all. You were glorious as long as you were there. And we just now are just weeping into our handkerchiefs, wishing for you to come back. That's the only thing. So so how did you feel when you found out that you had to, had to leave due to your blooming injury? Uh, I was... Utterly, utterly devastated. 
um, I wept and wept and wept um, and begged to stay, even though I knew very much so that I could not physically stay. I wouldn't have been able to have uh, performed to the best of my ability. I was in so much pain that I was pretending that I wasn't because, you know, the call doesn't come every day to go on Drag Race. So when that opportunity is in front of you, you would, oh, well, I would do anything to stay. <laughs> um, you know, it was, a, it was a partial tear to my ACL, which, you know, I could have then made worse. I could have done, had a full tear and needed surgery if I'd have really pushed it. So, you know, the team looked after me very well and they made sure that I was not being silly. So it was, it was a sensible decision, but not one that I wanted to do and make. So probably better that someone else made it for me, really, because <laughs> I would have just kept going. <laughs> Of course, of course. And can you say, will you be back on Drag Race? Are we going to see you on screen again in this in the future? Well, you know as much as I do at the moment, um, what Rue said in the workroom, um, the words were, we haven't seen the last of Victoria yet. So that, that's honestly as much as I know right now. Um, you know, season three is still on telly. So it's a bit in the future if it were to happen. Okay, sweetheart. Well, if you want Diva's backing to uh to spearhead a campaign to get you back on that then we're all the way with you such let's do it let's do it anyway (laughs) (laughs) let's do it anyway let's just show them head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the award-winning movie poor things starring emma stone mark ruffalo and willem dafoe check out the new documentary freaknik the wildest party never told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
God, Diva. You mentioned earlier on, you were talking about that moment uh, that was so, it was, it turned out to be very powerful. It turned out to be a very powerful conversation where you talked about body image and kind of your experiences with that. What was it like kind of talking about such raw stuff on such a public stage? Hmm. I mean, at, at the time, I, I really wanted to bring it up um, and to have the conversation to know that it was going to be shown on telly because I know that it is such an important subject that we have most of us if not all of us have experienced some form of body dysmorphia in our lives or some sort of diet we've tried to go on some sort of unhappiness with our body you know physically I think we all have probably felt that so I I knew that it would be a subject that potentially a lot of people would it would resonate with a lot of people different people so I was very happy to have the conversation you know the, the joke itself wasn't the worst joke in the world as I said I was the biggest in there you know I love a fat joke as much as the next one uh, I went on tour with Lawrence earlier and all we speak about on stage is how you know we look like the number 88 stood next to each other we, we love being fat I love being a big fat lesbian it's part of my brand so the joke itself well it wasn't really a joke I think that was it it was just the way it landed wasn't really funny <laughs> if it was funny then fair enough but um yeah I, I took that as an opportunity you know as much as Crystal was trying to utilize her time speaking with Rue and be funny and be shady I then used my time to have an important conversation and, and took that and ran with it because as, as you said it, it was a, a lecturer that spoke about it as well other people were able to speak about their experiences so it created this beautiful actual organic conversation which you know we know that sometimes things can be you know uh, encouraged conversations could be encouraged but this was like I'm going to have this conversation with Krista now are you going to film it because it's happening because <laughs> yeah I want it was good it was so good that it happened I think in my opinion oh definitely definitely just like we need more lesbians on tv we need more conversations like honest conversations about that stuff so can you tell me a bit more uh Victoria about the journey that you've been on with your body image and with some of those issues? Yeah, so I've been in the dance world since I was 3, that's when I first started. I mean, I'm a very broad lady. I've always been broad, but um I've been every sort of size under the sun. You're obviously in the dance world, you're encouraged to be slender and slim. But I'm just generally not really built that way, nor do I want to starve myself, which is what I was doing in periods of my life. It was really, really dark times that I've been through in my life where I I was just not eating um, and then being praised for that. Not the not eating, but being praised for losing weight is affirming in such a negative way because then it would just keep encouraging you to be completely unhealthy and not eat and do awful, awful things. Um, So there was a big endless cycle of not eating getting praised for losing weight continue to not eat and then yeah eventually I was able to pull myself out of that and and then led me on to doing positive things and speaking about it more like entering pageants um and being vocal about being happy in our bodies because how I see my body now I have a much better relationship with it It, it's a it's a beautiful vessel that carries me around that I look after to the best of my ability with my lifestyle um and with the money that I have like throughout my whole life I've never really had a lot of money I've never been able to like pay for a gym membership as such whenever I've been to dance colleges I got a scholarship and I had to work a job alongside it um you know (laughs) I know that you can eat healthy um, on, on little money, which is what I'm, I'm trying to do now. So, yeah. 
looking after it to the best of my ability, but I'm not going to spend my life wasting away thinking about what it looks like. My girlfriend loves me for who I am. I like who I am and that's all that matters. And I love who you are. You're absolutely gorgeous, my darling. Just for the record, just to throw myself in with all your other millions of fans. <laughs> Come on, join us. It's Scully fans. <laughs> Um, so your girlfriend, your lovely, lovely girlfriend, what does she think about you being on Drag Race, about watching you, you know, open up on the show and what, watching the journey that you've been on? Well, she's been with me since I moved to Cardiff, for sure. So she's watched me grow and struggle to get gigs and um, have disappointments and then ups and ups. And she literally helped me with my audition tape. She comes around with me and works before Drag Race, you know, to, to help me as much as she can. Um, so now for her to watch me now, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she's very, very proud. She got me like these, all these balloons when I came home from a gig. She got me like Drag Race UK season three and balloons um, and like, a cookie that said how proud she was of me and wrote me a lovely card. She's she's just the best possible person I could ask for. I don't know how, what I did in a past life to end up with her, but she's so perfect. Um, not to be soppy, but she is. She looks after me so very well. And I try and look after her as well. Uh, but yeah, best friend, best PA, best girlfriend. Oh, I love it. Please be as soppy as you want, love. Please be as soppy as me. I love it. Oh my goodness. He loves the attention as well. Oh, good. Well, she'll be getting lots of that now with you being an international drag superstar. Well, she's getting recognised. Yes. Yeah, I think I, I would recognise her if I saw her. I've stalked you to that degree. I think, <laughs> I think that's just you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So how long have you two been together? Um, it, coming up to two years. So that's like 10 years in straight years, right? <laughs> I think so. I think for, for lesbian years, that's that's a lifetime. Oh, my goodness. And where did you first meet? We actually met at work. So I was her supervisor. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yes. But I don't, I don't. I left there shortly after, so I don't work there anymore, obviously. That was two years ago. So, yeah. I went on to work at another restaurant. So she's now uh, assistant manager at the restaurant where we met. Oh, yes. very nice. And did you just have chemistry right away? Pretty much, yeah. I think I remember seeing her for the first time, like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. (laughs) And that I was. Oh, my goodness. Gorgeous, gorgeous. We've talked a bit about how great it is to have lesbian visibility that you're providing so beautifully on this show and when you're picking your girlfriend up on the the, uh, internet. Did you always know that you were a lesbian? What's What's your coming out story? So relatively late in terms of public outness but um I've said or known and verbalized it to my friends that I was bisexual from uh probably the age of 17 in college when I when I left high school but I was with um a lovely gentleman for a little while well quite a little while but funnily enough I'm sure he won't mind me saying that he's actually queer now he's gay now as well (laughs) so we were just sort of two queer people that fell in love as human beings um and he's now my agent (laughs) yeah and he's best friends with my girlfriend and me and him share a dog (laughs) so yeah but it's it's a lovely beautiful family that we've got going very unconventional but you know not everyone is fortunate enough to stay in touch with their partners when they do separate but um there was literally no reason for us not to be we we were just both gay (laughs) (laughs) fabulous fabulous and was it when you kind of figured it all out, was that 
like an easy thing for you? Was there struggle involved? It was for me, like personally, I think everyone just maybe worries about what other people are going to think. You know, I hadn't ever really mentioned my sexuality at all to my parents. Um, I don't think at the time it was any of their business, but now I realise it's so important to have them part of my life. And, you know, now I have a, a very serious partner who is a cis woman. They love Danny so much and they you know they they get on they talk more than I do dad's finally got someone to talk about the football with <laughs> so it's a perfect perfect uh, ending really yeah gorgeous gorgeous and what's next for you Victoria now that you've been so gorgeous on Drag Race wow I've just approved uh, my solo tour which is called Jam Packed and what can we expect from Jam Packed um I'm going to be uh, utilizing a lot of my unused runways um and I'm going to incorporate them into a bit of a story. And it's going to be very, like, I want it to be very techy and, like, uh, interactive. Um, a bit like In for a Penny, In for a Pound meets Michael McIntyre meets a Panto meets Barbara Streisand as a solo tour. Gosh! Sounds <laughs> <laughs> delightful and wonderful! What do you think are the biggest lessons that you've learned from doing drag? Don't do a knee slide. <laughs> <laughs> Good Never one. do a knee slide. Um, doing drag, yeah, basically... I love that I'm doing this and men have told me not to. So I love that you, yeah, don't listen to men. (laughs) (laughs) I said it before that there's, there's nothing more powerful than a woman that categorically does not need a man for anything, be it emotionally, sexually, financially, spiritually. I love it that we don't need a man. At all. Bloody love it. I don't know how drag taught me that, but it did. It somehow did. (laughs) I love that. I love that very, very much. That's incredible. Oh, my goodness. And what advice would you give to any diva readers who thought, gosh, that looks pretty great. I want to give it a go. Absolutely do it. Please do do drag. I think everyone should do drag at least once or twice in their lives. Um, it's it's such fun and you get to express society yourself that you never get to express in society because society tells us we have to look and act a certain way and that's very boring and I don't like that. <laughs> um, you know, gender is a construct, tear it apart and all that stuff. Uh, please, yeah, please do drag. Even if you're just going out on the town, explore that side of you you never get to normally. It's been so, so lovely to talk to you, Victoria. Is there anything else you would like to share with the diva audience at all that we haven't covered? Make sure you uh, subscribe to Sconely fans. It doesn't exist. I don't know why I keep saying it, but it just means that you're a fan of me. Uh, and if you do, you get sconeria. <laughs> and there's no cream for that. Only jam. And um, just that I had a really lovely time on Drag Race. And, you know... You haven't seen the last of me. Uh, you know, you can come and meet me at one of my shows. Uh, I'm scorned but not forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy my time there. And I, I, I loved the team. The team really looked after me. Um, the handlers, the directors, the, every, everyone, all the floor staff, um, and even the press team, Imogen. She's lovely too. <laughs> and yeah, please come see one of my shows and buy my merch. And let's go, lesbians, let's go. Let's get more lesbians on TV. Absolutely. Um, and one last question for you, my love. If you could talk to teenage Victoria Scone, what mm-hmm. message? I mean, basically, I'm nicking Rue's classic question here, aren't I? <laughs> if we're honest. Um, but if you could speak to the younger Victoria Scone, what message would you say to her? Probably say, you know, you're doing all right, kid. Keep going. Because I would not want to change anything. If You know, it's like the butterfly effect. If one thing would have changed if I'd have come out earlier I don't know maybe I wouldn't be here now maybe I'd be doing something else if I'd have 
not been with uh, my ex-partner for all those years, we, we might not be here now. You never know. I don't like to think if one thing have changed, then I could maybe not be here now. So I'm very happy <laughs> that this journey has led to this moment. I'm very grateful. Don't change anything. In fact, I'd probably just look at her and go, right, and then move on. So she didn't recognise me. <laughs> Don't change anything. <laughs> very good. Well, thank you so, so much for chatting, Victoria. You've made my day. You're just gorgeous and brilliant and so talented and a lesbian. I love it. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQI plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.